This episode of Fever Talk was brought to you by... Swinger Dads. Swinger Dads. When you lost your dad and need to borrow someone else's one, uh, go to swingerdad.com and uh, find someone who can push you on your swing. Uh, to get a 10% discount on your next Swinger Dad order, uh, just enter the coupon code... Daddy-o! Daddy-o uh, at swingerdad.com um, forward slash Fever Talk. I have to remember that's a new thing. Forward um, slash, okay. Forward yeah. slash, because that's, that's what they do. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Fever Talk. Hello, and welcome to Fever Talk. Fever Talk! Fever Talk! I'm Dorsey. Uh, Dorsey? Dorsey. <laughs> yeah, people have been making fun of me for that already. <laughs> um, I'm Aaron, and we are the Fevers, uh, and this is our podcast. Talk. Yes, yeah, this, this is our talk. We are talk. the fevers, and this is our talk. But this is also uh, whiskey talk this week. Whiskey talk. Whiskey talk. Because this whole episode, even though we've got lots to talk about, like Liam Neeson and the Good Place oh, and stuff like that, yeah, we will oh, get to that right. on the next podcast. Okay. But this one right now is whiskey because I, for those who know or don't know, I work at the Jameson Distillery in Dublin. Um, and uh, I get a severe discount on whiskey and uh, I'm leaving that job in two weeks I'm starting a new job soon you're starting a new job soon as well Darcy Uh, and uh, so I thought I would just use up all of that goodwill and and discounts that I have in the place and I basically bought nine whiskeys well I bought eight whiskeys from there and uh, one, the ninth whiskey is one that I just had in the house anyway. <laughs> we had this one in the house, too, didn't we? Well, we, we, we ran out of it. it oh. was gone. So, um, so we're going to go through these today. We're going to do taste tests in the old uh, cabin fever fashion. Mm. We're going to do taste tests. Uh, Darcy has tried some of one or two of these whiskeys already. Three in total. Three, maybe. We're drinking nine. We're drinking nine. <laughs> and so you've, you've laid out, um, you know, a well thought out order for us. So yes. can I ask what the order is based on? So usually when you're drinking whiskey and you're doing a tasting, the mm-hmm. best, and, and I'm going to talk a lot of whiskey facts and ideas here today, folks. Most of them will be accurate. Uh, <laughs> I have been trained to know stuff about whiskey, but I've only been at this job for nine months. Mm-hmm. Be ten months or so by the time I leave. And um, I have been trained to know a lot about whiskey, but I wasn't a fan of whiskey before this mm-hmm. job. So I don't have years of knowledge like other people. Uh, I've laid it out in the sense of we've laid the most kind of simple whiskey uh, first and more complex whiskies to follow. Now, because we have nine, it's hard to get like, you know, more and more complex as we go along. But I get, I take us up to a certain point where I feel like they're all pretty much comparably complex with each other. So maybe up until we get into our, maybe our third whiskey, mm-hmm. that's when we've reached a plateau. Really? As far as kind of the amount of different flavors you're going to experience. Okay. But they're all different flavors from here on in. And I've mm-hmm. tried to lay them out in a way where the one before it is comparable interestingly with each other. Right, because we have, so we have like kind of, there's two that are sort of standalone and then we have like a set of three that look very similar and then two sets of two that look very similar. I've posted a picture on Twitter of of this lineup of whiskey. I will post it on our podcast page as well so people can have an idea. But yeah, basically we have 
three Powers whiskey, mm. uh, a Red Breast whiskey, three Jameson whiskeys, and two Method of Madness whiskeys. Now, all of these whiskeys are all made in the same distillery in Ireland. So they're, they're all, all Jameson at the end of the day. No, what? they're not all Jameson. Oh. Okay, this is a, a, a common misconception. Uh, Jameson uh, is part of a group of whiskey distilleries right. called the Irish Distillers Group, or the okay. Irish IDL for short. So they're all Irish. They're all Irish, and they're all made in the Middleton Distillery. But they're all companies who are equally as old as uh, Jameson. Like Jameson started in 1780, Powers started in 1791. Uh, Redbreast, I believe, is uh, if I can find a, t- a year on this one, I cannot. Uh, yeah, Redbreast is Redbreast has been around for a long time anyway. Put it that way. Uh, and uh, the only difference is is that uh, the Method of Madness range is actually made at the micro distillery at Middleton. So that's the area where they actually make in small amounts whiskies that are kind of unusual and things that they don't normally make at the Jameson distillery or the, the Middleton distillery and so that's where they experiment quite a bit mm. uh, so folks if you want to play along at home <laughs> I mean do but I would say that we counted earlier on and we reckon the price of all of these bottles in total is about 550 euros yeah. this I only was I, this cost me I don't think I have that sort of bank folks <laughs> this cost me personally 70 quid uh, so you know I spent very little on getting all of these bottles but it would be a big ask for you to all do it at home but I will say hopefully you might hear something if you are a whiskey fan or just interested in whiskey uh, you might find something in here from our, our descriptions uh, that you might be interested in trying if you've no interest in whiskey whatsoever just listen to Heroes Get Drunk because <laughs> I would I don't think uh, it's not recommended to drink nine whiskeys in a tasting because you're overwhelming yourself a little bit. And overwhelming it's got, the palate. It's overwhelming. And it's also going to, like, colour what we think of some of the whiskeys later on. Definitely. Because what comes before it will... we're like, this is fucking great! Yeah, we all, it may all taste like water at that point. <laughs> um, um, okay, and so you've asked me to sort of uh, keep track of ratings. Are we rating from 0 to 10? Or are you rating out of 12 monkeys? 12 monkeys. Okay. 100% 12 monkeys. Okay. I, 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 st- I started that rating system okay. and I stand by it. And I just want to be clear, there can be 0 monkeys. So monkeys is a scale of 0 to 12. Yeah, but it's so hard to be 0 on anything. Just like it's so hard to be 12. My point yes, is, this is like, true. you know, I'm sure we've talked about this before. I hate it when people say on a scale of 1 to 10, because on a scale of 1 to 10, there's no middle. There should be a middle. Well, if there's zero, yeah. So right. on a scale of zero to 10, there's a yeah, middle. Right. Yeah, That's why I like zero to 10. So this, just to be clear, 12 monkeys is a scale of from zero to 12. But is there such thing as a completely middle anyway? Aren't you a little bit above or below in a middle? But my problem is people still think of, on a scale of 1 to 10, they still think of 5 as being average, but right. on that scale, 5 actually would be below average, so that's what irks me. This is the nerd that I married, folks, and I'm so <laughs> proud that I did. Uh, all right, so, uh, are you ready? I have some yes. official tasting notes here, and I'm going to talk a little bit about where some of these flavors come from. Okay. Uh, now, when I say official tasting notes, these are tasting notes that are official, but I haven't taken down all of them. What I do is I take down the ones that I get, and I can kind of stand behind, right? Okay. But there's a kind of a tier to tasting notes. There's this on the nose... 
So what you smell. Okay. There's the taste. So the first flavor that you get when you drink mm-hmm. it. And then there's the finish, which is the flavor that you kind of get just before it disappears in your okay. mouth. Now, I wrote down whatever I got, not necessarily stating whether it was on the nose, on the taste, or on the finish. Okay. But it's somewhere along the line. So I that I'm flavors. not colored by your expertise. Can I say what I get on the nose? Sure. The finish, and then we'll see what you say about and it. And I'll, I'll say what we kind of have written down as official notes. And then in terms of the ratings, did you want... Did you want me to say my rating as we go, or did you want to go? I want I want you to do I want you to kind of write down your rating. Okay. And and then we'll go over at the end. Okay, and so no, I'm not writing down your rating then. Uh, no, but I'll come back to it. I'll, okay. We'll figure it out. I, I, this is all very ad hoc, folks. I came home with this uh, whiskey about an hour or two ago. I had something to eat just to line my stomach, and then we're going. I was going to cook dinner and do yoga, but then I just decided this was. So much more important. <laughs> so our first one is Powers Gold Label. Okay, that's uh, that's our our basic standard Powers. So for the record, this is the only one in the house that I'm allowed to drink without asking. This is very true. <laughs> and it's the only one that I'm allowed to use in a hot toddy. Because it's the cheapest one. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's it's a young enough whiskey. It's very much comparable to a standard Jameson original. Uh, it's just made by Powers instead, which means it kind of has a little bit more of a pot still influence. So it's gonna have. Uh, and I'm not going to bore people with the uh, difference between pot stills and, and column stills and stuff like that today. But I will say uh, pot still is a very traditional way of making whiskey, especially in Ireland. And it usually has more of a full flavor and a spicy flavor to it. So this has a little bit more of a spicy flavor than the Jameson Can we original. Can see what I get that. first and then? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So have a smell. Okay. Talk about what's on the nose. Okay, so you just said spice, um, and I think I smell spice. Now, spice, you don't usually get that on the nose. Oh, okay. You usually get that more on the taste. Oh, I'm, aren't I supposed to smell it with my mouth open? So this is a trick. So yeah, for folks who don't know, if you're smelling a whiskey, oftentimes when you smell a whiskey, the first major smell that you get is a whack of alcohol in the nose. So a way of cutting around that alcohol smell is still smelling it with your nose, but having your mouth open while you smell it. And that can actually cut through all that alcohol fume and uh, get some more of the flavor underneath. All right, so I would say from the first nose, and I really don't, I really don't know was what I'm talking about. No, that's fine. Um, that's that's the way you're doing it. That's the way I have you doing it. I would say, to me, it smells very autumnal. <laughs> it smells rich. It smells warm. I get a bit of honey. I felt I smell friendship. Friendship and <laughs> wood. Okay, so... Sure, you're always going to get a little bit of wood with a whiskey okay. because all whiskey is aged in, in, in uh, oak barrels, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, autumnal, that makes sense because a lot of autumnal uh, flavors are spices and, and fruits and things mm. like that. And because uh, it's time for, like, you know, picking apples and stuff like that. Apple is a flavor that is actually on the kind of the notes a little bit here. Ooh. So you get a little bit of apple. Um, now, uh, all right, so. Now, should I taste it? Should I go have for it? Have a taste. Yeah, go okay. for it. Now, we're not going to spend too long in each one because we've got nine to get through. So we will, we will speed this up a little bit. Green apple. Okay, don't... First of all, they can't see you on the podcast shaking your head and be going, I'm talking bollocks, all well, right? No, I mean, no, no, I'm not talking bollocks. I feel like, I feel like I'm probably influenced by what you just said, but my first, my first impression was... Well, was you green. said apples at first. <coughs> I said autumn, but you're right. Apple is a major autumn 
smell. Okay, true. So, yeah. I would definitely say I'd get uh, green apple. Okay. Why gre- people, want, people say green apple. Can you actually taste the difference between apples? I can't. Here's the idea in my head um, of what the difference is. I think a green apple is slightly more sour. That's what I think. It's crisper and more sour, whereas a red apple is sweeter. Well, I would definitely say this is crisp. Okay. Yeah, 100% I would say this is crisp. Um, yeah, I do get a little bit of the apple myself. Yeah. Um, and it's green. Uh, I mean, like... You taste its greeniness. Its greeniness? Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's interesting. Now, um, this is aged in a lot of bourbon casks, so it's supposed to have a little bit of vanilla come through in it. But I don't get that myself. I don't know if you do either. Um, I don't think I got it. <laughs> Let me see if I look for it. You're supposed and, to usually get it more in the smell. but. And now, what's the story with the tears? Because I remember we talked... This has quite... Um, so Quite for, a few tears. Yeah, well, uh, whiskey will have tears Always. in general. Yes. Um, basically, for those who don't know, tears are just the Irish word, or not Irish, but like the word we use in the Irish whiskey industry for the droplets that pour down the edge of the glass in a whiskey glass. Uh, people will call them legs around the world much more often. And, um, oh, I thought it was legs with wine, and I thought it was tears with whiskey. It's legs with whiskey as well. It's, oh, okay. it's just it's only tears in Ireland that it's called that. So poetic. I know, and depressed. <laughs> uh, so um, so the thicker the tear the tear and the slower that it moves down the glass usually it means it's a, it's a full bodied whiskey which means okay. the flavour is going to last in your mouth a lot longer and you're going to have more of an oily texture in your mouth it's going to coat your mouth a little bit more okay. hang around in your mouth yeah uh, my mouth felt coated a thin fast moving tear means the opposite is a light bodied whiskey so it's going to have a quickly disappearing flavour and more of a water like texture mm-hmm. um, and uh, powers this one here would be is was considered a medium body whiskey okay. so it's in the it's in the middle okay. of that scale um, uh, but I find you know tears are all well and good you'll know whether or not it's a full body whiskey when you taste it yeah do you know what I mean so I don't and that's, I mean from tasting it I would I would say it was medium bodied and yeah I would say the most prevalent taste to me would be that green apple thing okay the vanilla I'm not really getting fair enough fair enough uh, now uh, we're gonna move on to our next one which is Power's signature release Okay, now uh, this is basically just another expression as of Powers. An expression is just a whiskey industry term for flavor. It's another flavor of Powers. Uh, but it's it considered a little bit more high-end uh, because it has, a, first of all, it has a higher alcohol content. Um, so the last one, Powers, is 40% alcohol or 80 proof for our American listeners. Uh, uh, Powers' signature is 46% or 92 proof. So a little bit more, and uh, so I want you to sit, go have a smell, pick it up. Now, um, okay, this is this to me is a little bit spicier than the last one, and a little right. bit warmer, if that makes any sense. Right. Well, the spicier makes sense because there is more pot still in this. Okay. So you're gonna have more of that as uh, spicy warm notes from it. And I have to say already, and like, it's almost like, because the last one was, was nice, right? But it's like already just from the smell, I feel like this is a step up. I don't know why, but it's, it's, but it feels like it's better. Right. Well, I would say to you, it is an older whiskey. Okay. Okay. Now all these whiskeys are blended, so they'll have different, well, actually not all of them, but most, yeah, they actually are all blended. They're all blended, which means, um, they have, uh, different barrels blended together um, and sometimes these barrels can be at different ages and things like that this has older barrels in the mix okay so now I just took a sip and I have to say the thing like 
So you know how how scotch is very different, like how scotch is much smokier. Well, it can't and, be. And peatier. Well, that's what I think of when I think of scotch. Right. I think of smoky, peaty kind of stuff. Yeah. And this to me is like closer to a scotch. So like if you're trying like a Jameson versus a what's the other one they have you try when you when you go to Jameson? You, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Well, Jack Daniels is a scotch? No. No, it's the American one. You're asking me what the No, I'm asking what the scotch is. The scotch is Johnny, Johnny Walker. Walker. Yeah. Yeah. So like um this is like almost on that spectrum of like lightness versus like smokiness. It's clo it's like halfway between the Jameson and the Johnny Walker. Okay, there is no smokiness in this whiskey at all. No, but it's not exactly smoky, but it's some ki- it's some kind of, like, heaviness or something. Okay, well, it is, like I said, a heavier pot still whiskey, mm. so it's going to have uh, a more fuller flavor to it. Whenever you're ready. Now, did you get any particular, like, flavor apart from the pepperiness that you got before from the smell? Mm, no. And you've had a taste, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I would say, oh, yeah, this is one of my favorite whiskeys. Okay. Uh, I agree with you. It's, it's got a lot more flavor in it. It is a lot older, so that will happen because the longer you spend in the barrels, the more kind of flavors that you get from the barrels. Um, and so there's going to be a lot more going on here, but also the extra alcohol content will actually mm. increase the amount of flavor that you get too, because essentially it hasn't been watered down as much. Yeah, like, it makes me, like, when I first tasted the Powers, I thought it was nice enough, you know, you'll see my rating later, it's not a super high rating, but, like, after tasting this, it makes me think, oh, damn, like, the Powers really isn't that good. It makes me think of the Powers as being, like, thinner. Well, the Powers Gold label, we should Sorry, sorry, the Gold label, sorry, because it's still Powers. Yeah, Powers. (laughs) So sorry, the Gold label, um... Like, thin, for one thing. And also, if this makes any sense, tinny. Like, like, yeah. like a little bit metallic or something. Yeah. And, and just not as rich. So, um, because we're blending pot still and column still whiskey, I've talked a few times about how pot still is more fuller bodied and it's going to have more richer sort of flavors in it. Um, grain whiskey is a little bit of a lighter flavored whiskey. Um, and it's going to have a little bit more of those tinny notes that you're talking about mm. if it's not been aged for a very long time, which mm. Powers Gold Label hasn't been. Um, also as well uh, it's gonna have uh, because there's more grain whiskey in uh, gold label uh, it's gonna have that lighter flavor because there's very little uh, grain whiskey in the signature release uh, that's why you're not getting a lot of those sort of like uh, it doesn't seem as it doesn't seem as thin to you uh, as you uh, very aptly put it thank you wait 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 but you sorry you said it's not grain whiskey not as much grain. Not whiskey. as much grain whiskey. Okay. Yeah. So grain whiskey is made in a column still, which right. is a very modern still. It's okay. made from stainless steel. Mm. Um, pot stills are very old-fashioned still. They're made from copper. Okay. And uh, in pot stills, they use malted and unmalted barley. Uh, so it's just two types of barley: the raw barley and the kind of toasted barley. So that's in a pot still. They use both kinds, and in a grain, they only use. In grain whiskey, they use uh, malted barley. Okay. And corn. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Or maize, depending on how you want to put it. Okay. So then the actual, like, 
the ingredients are a bit ingredients different. Ingredients are different. Okay. Yeah. And you'll always get a little bit of a sweeterness from a corn whiskey. But again, because this hasn't been aged that long in Powers Gold label, um, it's going to be those lighter ends of that spectrum. Okay. So you have explained this to me before, but like, so now I'm getting it. So the, the grain, the column still, it's all grain. So it's malted barley and corn and then the pot still is malted barley and unmalted well they're all grains they're all grains but yeah. it's just called grain whiskey why is it called grain just because it's in the column still I think it's because it has more than one type of grain okay. whereas barley is barley right okay. you know what I mean so, right so it's like mixed grain and they just say grain yeah probably okay yeah alright so that's our signature release Okay, you've rated it? Yep. Okay, we're going to go on to our John's Lane, Powers okay. John's Lane. Powers again. This um, so this one is an age statement whiskey, which means it says 12 years oh. on the bottle. But I will say 12 years with a lot of whiskeys just means the youngest barrel in that mix. Because this is a blended whiskey, it, 12 years is the youngest age, but the oldest barrel is 19 years old. Mm. So it really is going to have a lot more of that barrel flavor. Depending on you know, depending on the barrels that you use, you'll get different flavors from those barrels. What would they use? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not. So, do you know what kind of? Don't tell me. Well, I was gonna say what kind of barrel this is in. Like, I'm almost getting something like another kind of alcohol, like something like maybe sherry or bourbon or like something fruity, okay. something fruity. Like okay. there's a dark, a dark fruitiness. We literally have a sherry bottle beside us on the table. Right. So do you want to smell that and say if you get any sort of similar smells from it? Sure. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a dark fruitiness that I'm perhaps erroneously associating with sherry. Yeah. Because you know, it sounds like cherry. So you're smelling the sherry bottle now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nice. <laughs> but it's a similar flavor to what you're getting from the whiskey. Now, we're 20 minutes into this, so we got to speed oh things up. Oh, my God. Um, no, I guess not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with this one... Um, you said you're getting kind of more of a complex sweetness anyway, yes. right? You're getting more kind of, you know, rich, fruity sweetness yes. um, that you weren't getting before. What about the taste there? You just had a taste. You would kind of look a little bit kind of like disturbed. After no, after no. I think that's just because I kind of took a gulp, which wasn't wise. Um, after taking the taste, I, I still stand by that. I still think there's a, a sweetness and a dark fruitiness. Now, uh, I'll give you some. T- I'll give you three uh, tasting notes on this. Let's see how you feel about them, okay? okay? First one is leather. Okay. The second one is a saltiness. Oh, God. And another one is a bitterness. Oh, God. I'm not getting this at all. Right. These are ones that I could kind of see okay. myself. The I've- leather I get. The saltiness, not so much. Leathery notes often come up in whiskeys that are a little bit older. Okay. Uh, there's something about being in those old barrels that creates a kind of musty, leathery sort of okay. smell in the whiskey. That one I get. Yeah. Now, saltiness, if it's saltiness in this, it's like a salted caramel in that sense. That it is a salty sweetness to it, mm. I would say, personally. Now, the bitterness, I kind of would get on the finish just towards the end of it. Uh, well, actually, sorry, no, not even the finish. At the, my first taste is a little bit bitter, but it, it, it actually gets sweet after that for mm. me. Now, I find this is a much smoother whiskey in the sense that I find there's a less of a bite to this when I taste it as opposed to maybe the signature release and definitely the gold label. Mm. Uh, in the sense of I find if I, if I drink it, 
I don't get that little kind of twinge at the back of my throat as it goes down. See, I did, but I think I just took a too big You took a big gulp. gulp. So if you take a smaller gulp, see how that, how that works for you. But I, I, I like this one a lot. Depending on my mood, you know, I, could, I would say this is better than Signature Release. But Signature Release, I find, has more has more sweetness to it than this one if this is sweet this is sweet like chocolate to me it's this creamy sweetness whereas the signature release has more of a kind of fruity sweetness mm, yeah so this time i kept it in my mouth a little bit longer and i get like the i guess i get the saltiness but maybe like a, a salted caramel or like a dark chocolate kind of thing yeah i mean that's it yeah it's kind of it what i find with a lot of these notes it's always like uh, yeah I can kind of get a hint of that yeah. do you know what I mean it's never like oh this is kicking me in the face although very rarely it's kicking sometimes we'll have one later on where I think some of the tasting notes do kick me mm. in the face uh, but that's our powers range now because we've done our powers range I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let uh, I'm going to talk quickly about ratings on this okay, okay. so uh, what do you give uh, the powers gold label 7 7 out of 12 monkeys mm-hmm. I think that's fair I would probably like 6 or 7 yeah I think that's fair it's middle of the road really mm-hmm. but um, uh, signature release okay so then I so yeah so I want to explain my ratings for both of these so I wrote a 9 for signature release and then I felt like writing a 9 as well for John's Lane but I felt like there was a little bit of a difference so I gave signature release a 9 plus and John's Lane a 9 minus what? Why not? Why does it just go with 9.5? Yeah, I could have done that. But I wasn't <laughs> quite sure. But I, but that's why I is wasn't it? quite sure. Because I only think they're 0.5 away. Right. So I'm not quite sure if one is 9.5 and one is 9. Or if one is 8.5 and one is 9. So I think I need to taste more to know where to So you want to return to this? I, yeah, I need to return for my final rating. But okay. for now I have it down as a 9 plus and a 9 minus. But the thing is, you need to taste more. Because I don't want to start giving 10s, you know? 10s across the board. Right, if then later there's something that... That's fair. Are, so, yeah. But I'm just getting, I guess, at least within this range, you kind of prefer these two over the other ones, but there's not a big difference between those two. Um, there's not a too big of a difference, but there is a preference for signature release. Perfect. All right, so we're yeah. moving on to uh, uh, Red Breasts now. Uh, Red Breasts is a very kind of uh, successful Irish whiskey. And this it's is much darker. In- just physically, it's darker than the others. It's been winning a lot of awards, um, and it's seen as a very be- uh, beautiful example of an Irish, traditional Irish whiskey. It's a, what's known as a single pot still, which means there's no grain whiskey in here. It's only pot still whiskey. And uh, the single part means it all came from the middle of the distillery. So, what do you get on the nose? Talk it out. <laughs> Darcy's nose is just in the glass. Not much. <laughs> now, unfortunately, we've moved on to... Because we've only got a certain amount of glasses in the house. And we <laughs> had to pre-pour them all for the, the uh, podcast. We've moved on to larger glasses. And that makes it much more difficult to actually get a smell out of the glass. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But it's what we had to do to speed things up. Because otherwise, God knows, we'd be here all night. Once again, if I'm basing it on other things, I think this is a little bit crisper and maybe back to the apple stuff again. Okay. So this is aged um, 12 to 15 years. This is Red Best 12. And like I was saying before, 12 is the youngest. 15 is the oldest. This was slightly younger than John's Lane. Darcy looks very perplexed. Yeah, I, I just I don't know what to say. <laughs> I think okay. I think maybe because it's such a it's a standard example of an Irish whiskey, 
I feel like this one just tastes like a better, and by better, maybe I mean like fuller or just like I said before, less tinny version of the Powers Gold. That's right. what I, I think. It's just a better version of the Powers Gold. Uh, yeah, these glasses are ruining any sort of uh, smell notes on this, so we may have to just phone that part of this in from okay. here on in because it is really almost impossible to get a smell out of the glass this big. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, flavor wise, now here's what I wrote down for this. I wrote down savory mm. and meaty. Okay, see, I'm not getting that. Yeah, I always get a kind of reminder of kind of like a pepper sauce from a steak. Mm. I get a kind of very steaky flavor in my mouth whenever I drink a Red Breast 12. Um, now, this has been aged in 50% sherry cask, so half of the barrel uh, lifetime of this was uh, sherry. Oh, so um, this is supposed to be sherry. Well, no, it's not, it's not like, you know, overwhelming. Like, I mean, 50%... Uh, of its of the match stuff that's been blended together came from a sherry barrel. Um, mm. the other part was from a bourbon barrel. So I mean that's kind of you know, it's not it's not too much, but yeah, very full flavored, uh, a little bit spicier. Um, but uh, this is forty percent. So mm. this is a little bit lighter than the John's Lane as far as alcohol content mm. and syrupiness. And I do get a nice little bit of sweetness and the finish on that as well. Mm. Um, I like Redbreast a lot. Redbreast gets a lot of praise from everybody I know. Mm. Um, it's seen as a big favorite. And I think it's a really, it's a nice whiskey to drink at home. That's a little bit higher end, but it isn't going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. This will cost you about 60 quid to buy a bottle. Mm. Um, all right. So moving on, we're going on to our Jameson range now. So we have what's known as the Jameson Makers Series. Okay. So, basically, the makers are the heads of different parts of the the distillation process. We have our overall head distiller, Brian Nation. We have our head cooper, uh, Jer Buckley. And we have our head uh, blender, which is Billy Layton. Now, they all basically designed their own whiskey, okay? And they were able to design every part of it themselves. Uh, they even have their fingerprints on the label as a little bit of a show-off thing. That's very cute. These are very nice-looking bottles. And one of the first things that struck me about those as you took them out is the distinct colors. And I just find the colors very attractive. So this one right now is quite light. Like, I would call it a blonde. So This, this is, is like, the, quite a blonde. What's known as the, the, the distiller's safe, which is Brian Nation's creation. Now, uh, these... Ooh! Let me I like this. Oh, Yeah. These, I've had a lot of people say that they don't think the flavors on these are great. These are some of my favorites, I think. Okay, so my first one about this is it's, it's, I think it's a bit lighter. I mean, it's like in color, it's lighter as well. Yeah. But it's light and I would call it light and smooth. It goes down easy. So this has been aged uh, between five and six years. So this is actually not quite an old whiskey at all. Right. This is designed to show off the distillation part of it. So your mash bill, your recipe. Um, of grains uh, but also when you're distilling basically the levels that you burn off the alcohol and create your flavors from that part of it so a lot of time has been taken over the distillation part of this whiskey uh, so is there any kind of particular kind of flavors that you pick up on hmm. this is 43% so this is a little bit higher than, than uh, 40 and folks if you want to know how to work out your proof from your percentage uh, basically double it so if I say 43%, it's going to be 86 proof. So, um, 
No. <laughs> but I like it. This one I find it's like light. I find it the most drinkable. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I'll tell you some um, uh, notes that we have here. Uh, there's a soft, buttery sort of yeah. uh, kind of um, mouthfeel to mm. it. Um, I get little bits of uh, green peppers, uh, little bits of herbs and spices, mm. um, and I get a little bit of orange, a little bit of hint of orange off the, off the taste of it. God, I don't get any of that. So the sweetness is a little bit... <laughs> sweetness is just a little bit citrusy. Is what okay, I now that you say it, I can I can smell the citrusiness. Yeah. Okay. And, that, and that's the thing. Sometimes when people give notes, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, I can see that what you're talking about and they're lying through their teeth. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's very hard to put your finger on what that flavor is. And sometimes when people say a flavor, they'll either go, I don't know what you're talking about, that's crazy. Or they'll go, yes, totally, I get that. Yeah, yeah. For example, we talked about Jack Daniels earlier on. I get a whack of bananas off Jack Daniels. Mm. If I smell bananas, or if I smell Jack Daniels, I get a big smell of bananas from it. Other people have looked at me like I'm fucking crazy when I say Mm. that. And then other people go, oh my God, yes, bananas. So it's all up to yourself. It's true. It's very big. People's palates are very individual as well. So yeah. So that's our distiller safe. We're going to move on to our Cooper's Crows. And this one's more of a redhead. So once this again. This is a darker color to it. Yeah. yeah. Now this is aged between 16 and 18 years. Okay. So that's why you're getting such a darker color because it's spent so much longer in the barrel. And because he's the Cooper, which is the person who looks after the barrels, you know, he spent a lot of time on that part, the aging process and the type of barrels that we use. So we have three different types of barrels being used on this one. That's the most of any of the whiskeys that we've tried so far. There's two different types of bourbon barrels, a type of American barrel that hasn't been used before, and a sherry barrel as well, all being used for the different types of whiskey that we're working with here. Now, you look a little bit confused on this one. Yeah. Mm. I think, once again, I took too big of a sip. But, um, <laughs> we'll go back and take a small sip before okay. I take it off yeah. We're all dealing with one glass here, folks, because, again, we didn't have 19 or 18 glasses to work with. <laughs> mm. Yeah, this is nice. I think I get a little bit of a sherry off of this one. Um, yeah, I can understand what you're saying because that snows on it is a yeah. little bit more like the sherry uh, yeah. b- b- bottle that we have there. It's um, And for those who don't know, sherry is a fortified wine. So it's wine mixed with a grape liqueur, uh, which means obviously lots of like grapes and fruits in there. Um, and so it's very, very sweet flavor to it. But if you smell it, it smells like boiled fruits, which mm. is not a nice flavor. It's kind of a bit gross. But the taste is incredibly sweet. It's like drinking jam. Of sherry. Sherry, yeah. Uh, so, but this, the Cooper's Crows. Um, so here's some official tasting notes on this. Charred oak, because we have those bourbon barrels, mm. those used bourbon barrels. Uh, rich fruits, um, which... I'll take another sip there. I'm getting a hint of, but I couldn't tell you which fruit, mm. you know. Uh, there's a longer finish on this one, and I think that's true. This does hang around in my mouth. I get flavor in my mouth longer. Mm. With some of the other whiskeys, I'll get that little kind of burn or tingle in my mouth longer, mm. but I get a flavor in the back of my throat lasting a lot mm. longer on this one. And there's a certain dryness to it. Now, any whiskey with a lot of sherry influence will have that dryness in it as well, that kind of flavor where your mouth doesn't dries up at the back of your throat rather than waters up. Okay. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's... um. I like it. I think there's a kind of a nice flavor to that one. Um, I don't know about you. 
Correct. That's our Cooper's Crows. I don't know about me even. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> now, we're going to move on to our last uh, Jameson here, which is the Blender's Dog. So, this one is 7 to 11 years. So, it's in between the other two as far as age is mm-hmm. concerned. Um, so, you can see that reflected in the color of the bottle as well. So, uh, you can have a nose of that one there. Okay. And if you hear, hear anything, shout it out. Uh, but this is a little bit more uh, simpler in the types of barrels that's being used, so there shouldn't be as kind of um, as rich of a flavor in it, maybe necessarily. Ah, oh, this smells like my grandparents' house. Really? What does your grandparents' house smell like? I don't know. It's just my grandparents' house. Whiskey, you know? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, yeah, that's a good question. What what does my or what did my grandparents? Sorry, they both passed away. What did my grandparents' house smell like? We'll have a taste. Maybe you'll get a little bit more of a, a hint on what they those... They were Irish-Americans. This is very true. Okay. Again, comp- complex, con- concentrated look on Darcy's face. I don't mean this in a bad way, but I think the smell of my grandparents' house was a particular soap that they used. Oh. What the flavors in the soap were, or the scents, I'm not sure. But right. I mean, somehow this is reminiscent of that soap. Now, it might be something floral. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. That's, but I like it. Okay. Um, I also want to say tea a little bit. Interesting. So... We didn't actually go keep going back to our water to cleanse our palace. I know I have been. Oh, I you have, have been. been. I, I have been. Out of it. Do you want to quickly one there while I talk about this yeah, one? Yeah, sure. That's the thing, folks. If you ever want to kind of get the most flavor out of your whiskeys, like clean clean your mouth out in between tastes of different whiskeys. Uh, also, as well, there's a trick that they say that if you want to clean your nose out from sensations, you smell the inside of your elbow. Uh, apparently that resets your taste buds in your nose because apparently your elbow is a good receptor for all your own personal body smells. I'm going to do this. And so that resets your nose back to normal what it's used to. So with this one, here's the notes I have on this. I'm looking at it now. I'm kind of like, am I getting these things? So light citrus, figs and dates, uh, which is definitely, and walnuts. These are all things that are very common in a sherry barrel influence. Uh, very long finish on this one. And uh, now I wrote that down. I don't know if it's long. I don't know if it's any longer than the Cooper's Crows in my mind. Um, but no, is what's it the Crows though? Uh, so it's a tool that they use. Uh, the Crows is a tool used to cut the grooves for the head of the cask. Mm. So yeah, it's kind of like it's, it's actually. There's sh- a picture of it on the bottle. Yeah, bottle. Yeah. Bottle. It doesn't really. It doesn't make sense of by looking at it what it actually does. But, <laughs> no, um, it looks like someone tried to make a dinosaur toy out of metal in the olden days. <laughs> uh, it does actually. Admit, you're, not, right? you're not far wrong. It looks like a stegosaurus. Yeah. Um, and they say butterscotch is another note on this one. Um, now I don't think I could tell you what butterscotch actually. Oh, I like. could. I could. 
Now, Butterscotch. Butter Squatch. Butterscotch. Butterscotch. We're definitely on whiskey number that's seven, folks. That's a grandparent folks. type of uh, I was going to say, like, isn't <laughs> Maybe it? Maybe that's what it is. Because is, isn't Werther's original Butterscotch or it something? It is, yeah. yeah. There you go. But I don't know. I think that it was, I think it was a particular soap or air freshener that my grandmother had in the bathroom, like, downstairs. And that just kind of, it's like, you know how smell really jogs your memory? Yeah, like, 100%. if I ever smell that soap, it just reminds me of being in my grandmother's house. And I don't know, there must be something in that soap that reminds me of this. Now that I'm smelling it again, I'm like, oh, I get the butterscotch. See, am I implanting, am I subliminally implanting that into your brain, though? I think so, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> that's, that's worrying. Although, although possible if I ever want to get you to do something sinister, <laughs> I'll just tell you, like, so this, this whiskey is giving you a murder feeling. <laughs> um, all right, so that's our Jameson range. Okay. Okay, now, uh, we're going to look back just very quickly uh, with the Red Breast and those three Jameson Maker series. How do they kind of rank amongst each other for you? Okay, amongst each other, I gave the same exact score to the three of the distiller series. Is that what it's called? Maker series. The Maker yeah, series. Yeah, Jameson Maker series. I gave the same score to all three of those, and I gave Redbreast a slightly lower score. Um, and also Redbreast, I gave a lower score than the second two powers as well. Okay, interesting. All yeah. right. So, uh, but looking at your scores here, I can say there's not a huge gap between any of them. No. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're going to move on to our Method of Madness range now. This is where shit gets weird. This is what I'm excited for because I've tried this one before and I remember really liking this one the one time I tried it before. So this one that you're referring to yeah. is the Method of Madness Single Pot Still Irish Whiskey. Uh, it has been uh, matured in sherry and bourbon barrels, but finished in French chestnut. Ooh. Now, French chestnut is a very unusual barrel to use for whiskey uh, whiskey aging. Uh, and when they say finished, it means it's spent about a year in that barrel. I get maple syrup on the nose. Ooh, maple syrup. Uh, I would say uh, that's a kind of common one for, for sherry barrels. Uh, maple syrup and pot still whiskey can mix together to make uh, sherry, uh, to make uh, maple syrup sort of smell. That is banging. That is heads and tails above everything else. That is, that's another level than everything else. Everything else I'm like struggling to differentiate. Right. This is, this is fucking what's up. It's very, but it's this very, it's, up. it's very different at the very least, right? And I love it. And, and the taste too, it's, I, I find it full bodied and yeah, it's that I get a maple, it's a real richness. I get a maple syrup. Uh, taste off of it as well. So here's what they say about it. On the nose, you're supposed to get red licorice laces. Uh, uh, I can kind of actually get that a little bit. Okay. Um, fresh rosemary and mint. Now the mint I get strongly in this whiskey. I don't get the mint. Uh, I get a very fresh minty sort of taste. Now uh, they say grated root ginger. I don't know about that. On the taste, you're supposed to get sweet fruit and spice. Yeah. Cinnamon toast. Cinnamon toast. I was gonna say it, it's it's French toast with maple syrup to me. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. And then ripe banana is another one that they say I supposed to get. Bananas. You hate bananas. I'm happy. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, and the finish, which is what hangs around at the end, aromatic green tea, which I definitely get. Totally get the green tea. Even yeah. it's funny the bottles themselves of these two method of madness kind of remind me of a certain green tea bottle as well. Yeah, they kind of have this groovy sort of like coloring on the front of the bottle. They're very cool. Yeah, there's a particular brand that did green tea. I can't remember. I know if I, if you said the name, but like these bottles really remind Lipton? me. Lipton? 
Maybe. Twinnings? The twinings? Maybe, maybe. But something about the bottles remind me of it. Um, uh, what I always laugh about this is that it finishes with aromatic green tea, dissipating fruit and spice, and rich wood farewell. Rich wood farewell? <laughs> yeah. I had a rich wood farewell once. It cost me quite a bit of money, and I kind of felt a bit dirty afterwards. <laughs> but um, Yeah, now, I get what you're saying, because I think... There's a freshness to this whiskey with that green tea sort of sort of flavour that really kind of makes it stand out from the bunch. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily think it's better than any of the other ones because I think I'd probably come back to some of these other ones quicker, like maybe the Cooper's Crows or John's Lane or Signature Release, even Redbreast. I'd probably come though back to those quicker for just like a one to drink at a, on a, a sitting at home watching television or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I get that because this one is, is kookier. It's more out there, so that makes it stand out more. But yeah, I mean, it's maybe not as easy drinking and maybe I couldn't drink as much of it. Right. But the flavor stands out to me. Yeah, and it's, 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 it is. It's, it's, a, it's a strong flavor. It doesn't just taste like whiskey. Um, yeah. So what am I calling this one? Method of Madness French Chestnut? Is that You can call it that or, or pot, a single pot still. So French oh, Method of Madness right. Pot Still. Okay. Okay. So this is all just pot still whiskey, no grain whiskey in here. Okay. And because it's single pot still, it also means that it has um, malted barley and unmalted barley. The raw barley and the kind of toasted, like, mm. sweetened barley. Not sweetened, but, like, uh, processed. Uh, now, this last one here, this is where we actually type, try something very different to what we've had up to now. Okay. Because this is Method of Madness Single Malt. Okay. Which means it's only malted barley. It's no unmalted barley. Oh. Which means this shouldn't have the spiciness that the other ones have had. Okay. okay. So it so, should be only sweetness. Well, not sweetness, but basically not that kind of t spicy tingle on the back of your tongue in okay. the same sort of way. Um, try it. Have a smell there. Try it. See what you see. What you find. And this is this is matured in bourbon barrels, but it is enhanced with French limousine oak casks, which means it spent a small amount of time in those casks towards the end of its life. And uh, again, French limousine oak, unusual to, for us to be using that sort of uh, wood for a, a whiskey. Now I have to say what it smells like. So this smells like this trip that I took when I was 12 with my best friend Becky because um, we had won a National History Day competition and we went to Washington, D.C. <laughs> Are you just throwing random shit at me now at this point? No, I'm serious. There was something about that. Because smell really jogs your memory like more than any other sense and that was just the first thing that I got. Okay. I'd be yeah. fascinated to we know. Wrote, we wrote an epic poem about the space race. <laughs> Can you recite that poem for me? In the time of ancient Greece, Odysseus's travels did. Uh... Oh, I was very impressed though for <laughs> in a second. In 1903, Wilbur and Orville traveled differently. Up in the air, into the sky, man now traveled differently. He could fly. <laughs> you, your 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 intonation on on the the fly thing was very throwaway. Was it? Yeah, he could fly. He could fly. He could fly. Like guys, come on. <laughs> All right, you're lingering over this one a little bit. This is so. Oh God, that brings me to another memory with Becky. Um, yeah, so this tastes like when like I got drunk with my friends. You know, like the first time you like raid your parents' liquor cabinet, right? And they must have had some whiskey up there. Probably a single malt, yeah. Yeah. Single malt is very kind of common, especially in Scotland. To me, this is woody. I can see that. It's woodier than, than other things have been. Yeah, well, I find... 
there's a dryness to this one. Um, it's, 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 it's not flat in terms of flavour because there's a lot of flavour there, but I find that how it reacts in my mouth is a little bit flatter. Mm. It's a little bit drier. Now, it says here on the nose, uh, now, it's such a shame we have it in this glass. Smell the bottle. I'm going to give you the bottle in a moment, okay? okay? So, just smell that bottle there. And apparently on the nose, you're supposed to get freshly shelled peanuts. Do you get that? No. I totally got it when I smelled it at first. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. Right? Yes. But it's it like a... the shells of the peanuts. It's like yes. you walk into one of those bars. Have you ever been to one of those bars in the States where there's like peanuts and sawdust on the floor? Yeah. It's that smell. Yeah. See, of all the all the whiskeys that we have here, of when they, when you read tasting notes, I, they're all kind of usually, I can kind of get that, or like, yeah, I can kind of see where they're coming from. But when it comes to the Method of Madness range, I find some of the tasting notes are like, oh my God, that's so accurate. Mm. And it's so something I would not have expected. So, uh, freshly shelled peanuts, um, cereal malt aroma. Now, obviously, you would, most people don't know what fucking cereal malt is, smells like, but that's, that's one of the knows. The taste, they say, is a cracked cinnamon stick and ice cream cone wafer. Mm. I can kind of get the wafer. Mm. I do kind of get that. And on the finish, they say there's fragrant bonbons mm. and a hint of toasted barley. Not just bonbons, but fragrant I bonbons. know. Some of the fucking marketing departments, man. I swear <laughs> to God. On a different method of madness, one of the finishes is mountain mist. <laughs> like, go fuck yourselves, guys. Uh, but yeah, now, I, the reason why I'm able to say nose, taste, and finish on this one is because they print that on the label of these whiskeys. So I didn't have to, like, write these down myself from doing tasting. So the story with a single malt, that... What does that mean? Sorry, I know you just so said it, but what? It means that it's only malted barley as its ingredient. It's not using... Um, unmalted barley Unmalted or barley anything or anything else. It's okay. just malted barley, yeah. So because of that, you're kind of... You're, you're getting one part of the, all these other whiskeys have and focusing on that. And then what about the single pot still? A uh, single pot still means that it's going to have malted and unmalted barley, right. but it's only pot still whiskey, so it's only in that type of distillation unit. Okay. And it doesn't have any uh, column still whiskey so from no those. There's no column still. Okay. No, no grain okay. whiskey or anything right. like that. So no okay. corn in those ones. Right, okay. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so you will get different flavours coming through. So I hopefully... I've laid these out in a way that has kind of helped see the differences between them. I tried to do that in a, in a way that worked. I don't know if that worked for you. Okay, yeah. So can I rank them? So, yeah. yeah. So we, do you want to go back and change any scores? Here, I have my plus and minus system. You scoff at it. That works for me. I'm keeping my plus and minus system because it's what makes sense to me right now. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you to, to rate every single one. Okay. But I will ask you to give me your top five. Okay. Out of these nine whiskeys. And I want you to do it in order. So start at five and then finish out your favorites. Okay. This is tough then because let me just, I need to decide something. Yeah. So, uh, folks, we are at the 49 minute mark. So oh, this Jesus. is obviously a longer episode than usual. We will wrap up before an hour. So it's still going to be a standard sort of podcast length. So, you know, we haven't, hopefully we haven't killed you. Uh, if you're wondering like about these whiskeys or anything else, feel free to drop me a line. Um, on our comments page uh, or on our Facebook pages uh, I'm more than happy to answer any questions that people might have um, obviously I'm not a whiskey expert but I have trained in whiskey so I have a little bit of knowledge under my belt uh, and I do know mostly only about uh, Irish whiskies. I couldn't really tell you much 
about Scottish whiskies or American whiskies because I haven't been trained in that stuff. Okay, I've got it. Right. So, um, my number five is Cooper's Crows. Okay, interesting. Cooper's Crows. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four is Distiller's Safe. Okay. Okay. My number three is Power's Signature Release. Okay, yeah. Um, my number two is Method and Madness Single Malt. Okay. And my number one is Method and Madness Single Pot Still. All right. Um, interesting. Um... I knew you liked single to the single pasta before we got here. I'm surprised it beats everything else, but I'm very surprised to see a single malt jump up to second place. So that's very cool. Mm. Um, I would wouldn't be a million miles off you. Um, uh, maybe not in order because I haven't had a chance to have my rating system down in front of me. Mm-hmm. But my top five would be a signature release. Oh, so that's in your top three as well. I mean, five. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cooper's Crows would be in my top five All as right. well. Yeah. Um, I would also say um the John's Lane would be in my top five too. Yeah. I quite like that a lot. And I think um, the single malt is definitely something I will come back to. So it's probably low in my top five. Mm-hmm. But definitely I'd come back to that more. And then I would think I would probably uh, see my, my, my fifth out of my top five would be very difficult for me. Uh, because I don't remember liking the distiller's safe as much as I did tonight. Okay. So the first time I had it around, I don't think I liked it as much. But I have to say, can I say there's another whiskey that we've had in this house. We don't have it right now, but Jameson Crested. Yes. And if that were to slot into my top five, that would be number three. I would put that behind the Method and Madness, but above everything else here. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, well let's, we can run with that, and I'll throw mm-hmm. it in there, too. Wild card, <laughs> bitches. Uh, surprise entry, twist ending. Uh, Jameson Crested, one that we haven't talked about tonight, is in there. Uh, maybe we'll briefly but, talk about that in future episodes. Part of why I like Distiller Safe so much was because it was the most reminiscent of Crested, but still not as good. Interesting. But you don't like Crested that much, though. I, I think Crested is a very... It's a nice whiskey to be drinking at a party when you're chatting to friends. Well, yeah, it's like the whiskey that you like if you like white wine. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you're not a million miles off because it has similar sort of tasting notes to it in the yeah. sense of you'll get some of that light, crisper tinny or fruity kind of flavours yeah um, whereas uh, I would say like while like Powers or Crested or something like that I would uh, Powers Gold Label or Crested I would drink uh, at a party with friends because I can drink it enjoy the flavour but not necessarily have to fucking concentrate on what I'm drinking and savour it mm-hmm. whereas like these other ones like single uh, signature release from Powers John's Lane uh, even the the single well actually the single malt I could probably drink at a party and not pay attention to but it is a higher more expensive of whiskey mm. um, but uh, yeah these are all uh, whiskeys that I would enjoy uh, but I would, I'd want to be sitting down and paying attention to what I'm drinking yeah. Sa- savorous because yeah. uh, these are pretty high end whiskeys in the sense of none of them are available apart from our first one gold, uh, gold, uh, gold label and none of them are available for under 45 euro mm. uh, so you know they're all they're all higher end whiskeys um, but yeah uh, folks wait what's the most expensive one on the table um, I think it's the uh, yeah, it's the single pot still. Okay, so, that was my number one. I have expensive taste. So uh, I could 
with a 20% discount, it was 55 euros for me. Okay. So what does that make it? So with a 20% discount, it was... I think it's like 69. Yeah, that sounds right. No, then, then it's actually not the most expensive. Uh, the Maker Series are 70 euros each. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the Mezzanine Madness. I can't remember if it's the single malt or the single uh, pot still. Mm. But one of them is like 80 euros. Okay. And uh, yeah, John's Lane is about 65. Okay. Um, yeah, so they're all, they're all that kind of end of things. And if you're buying something for fucking 65, 70, 80 euros, you don't want to be fucking just drinking that like it's fucking like, this is going to get me pished, mm-hmm. which it has. Um, you don't wanna you wanna you wanna like actually like fucking make that shit last and like savor every fucking drop of it yeah uh, but uh, like powers which you like you know you can buy for 25 quid or something like that 30 quid like that's what you fucking get shit face on oh you yeah. know what I mean uh, and Creston's not too expensive Creston's 35 yeah and like like Creston's 35 and Creston would be my third you know, I would yeah. only put the method of madness about Preston. But the Sutter Safe reminded you of it. The Sutter Safe was similar components to a certain degree. It would just be a slightly more refined version of it. Mm. Um, but yeah. So, um, folks. We have some whiskey to drink now. We have some whi- leftover whiskey to drink. Um, I'm quite sauced. Are uh, you? A little bit, yeah. I don't know if I am, but probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I also probably didn't have enough to eat today. But, um, folks, uh, this has been a once-off. We're not going to do this all the time. If you w- listened, I love you. If, you. if you decided long ago not to listen, you're not listening now anyway, so who cares what I say about you? Uh, but next week, we'll go back to like kind of normal discourse, and we'll talk about uh, probably Liam Neeson and The Good Place, because mm-hmm. there are things that we both want to talk about, because uh, you have a problem with The Good Place. And I don't have a well. I don't. Oh, I don't we'll know. get we'll get into it on that okay. episode. It's fine. Um, all right, folks. Uh, I keep I'm, I'm like I'm at work now. All right, folks. Uh, come along this way for our first part of our tour. Um, we will see you all next time. Uh, until then. Catch a bee. Catch a bee.